War II, an elite U.S. commando team was placed in cryogenic suspension as an emergency contingency plan. The horrific release of Age of Conan. an unsuspecting population prompted their revival. These four MMO experts, modified by super science, have dedicated themselves to providing insightful, humorous commentary in the hopes of preventing future catastrophes of the Age of Conan Magnitude. If you're playing or making a crappy MMO, and if you can find them on iTunes, you can listen to the M Team. Listen to those channels. Guten Abend, welcome to episode 66 of Channel Massive. Your hosts are Mark. 666. I will be Klaus. <laughs> I will be Heinz. Klaus, Heinz, and, and Dietrich. Dietrich. <laughs> and we are here to pump you, you up. <laughs> You're looking like a girly man tonight, don't you know? Yeah. With your girly little MMO games. <laughs> Perhaps I should flex my buttocks and launch myself out of this chair to cross the room to get the game to play. No, that would be too powerful. Watch as I do it now. I'm preparing to flex. I have flex. I am, sh- I am propelling myself no, across the no, no. Perhaps I have gone too far. <laughs> there is no going too far on Channel Massive. Yes. Thank you for downloading episode 66 of Channel Massive. We are recording on November 6th, Thursday night in Denver, it's Colorado. It's November 6th, episode, episode 66. 66. The fires of hell are gleaming in Jason's eyes now as he is possessed by a coincidental mathematical anomaly. 666, the number of the beast. Very, very nice. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. In our episode, we will have our regular witty and sarcastic and potentially puerile humor. Puerile? I I call it juvenile. I call it junior high. (laughs) (laughs) You're like that reviewer on iTunes. Call it whatever you want. Actually, I I wanted to say that. I wanted to say thank you to our listeners who contribute to our show, who send us emails and voice voice recordings to mail at channelmassive.com or channel.massive.skype. Or those of you who have been giving us reviews on iTunes, we love that. We are now up to about 10 reviews. Yeah. And I think it's really great. Those and of you who are honest and you tell us exactly what you think, tell us how if you like the show or you don't. There is a recent review posted, gave us like a one star, said that we were disappointing in junior high, and call us racist, racist, sexist, homophobic. Yes, yes. We do not, for the record, fear hominids. No. <laughs> well, I, I don't personally consider myself. I don't think I, I. I wouldn't file myself under those descriptors, but I can understand where some of those may have come from, and I think that that would be a good justification for perhaps a new secondary slogan for Channel Massive. Listeners, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. That's right. Nietzsche would be proud. <laughs> and there is a possibility you may be offended. But well, you've I'm been just going to guarantee that you'll probably be offended when you listen to our show, but hey, hey. it's all good. It's, we do this to make you stronger and able to sustain yourselves in this harsh and cruel apocalypse. world that we all live in. Yes, it will happen. 
Oh yeah, the upcoming apocalypse. Yeah. Should we announce that, or should we save that for later? We'll episode? make it a contest. That's, that's oh, okay. like four years down the line. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. So, yeah, when Sarah we're, we're Palin runs for uh, president, just happens to be she'll the last year it. on the Aztec calendar. She'll never calendar. make it. The, the Mayans have already predicted that. That'll be after she starts her campaign, right? But before the election happens. I wonder if those clothes will be out of style by then. <laughs> mm. Something to look forward to. <laughs> yeah. We will be getting into what we've been playing. We also, do we have any feedback? Yes, we do. We, we have got feedback. a lot of email. We got some feedback. Lots of Thank you for bringing us the feedback after last week's relatively quiet episode. And we have another twig and a very melancholy shoegazing episode of Blogosteria. Shoegazing. We're disenfranchised Warhammer players everywhere. Yeah, that's kind of ironic. Don't you think? Yeah. It's like... <laughs> like <No. rain? laughs> On a wedding day? Uh, exactly. It's like, like a free ride when you've already paid? Yeah, it's like good advice. I don't know the rest. Which just didn't take yeah. Heartless Gamer. Who would have thought? It figures. It figures. An old man turned 98. He won the lottery and died the next day. It's a black fly in your Chardonnay. It's a death row pardon. Two minutes too late. Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? It's like rain on your wedding day. It's a free ride. (laughs) (laughs) Time for what we've been playing. I will go first because I don't have many exciting things to report. Mm. It's been Sims and cheerleaders for me. Oh my gosh! More hey, cheerleading. Aggressive. I actually started my French. I was my French coach, so maybe Ooh. I can start speaking in French in an upcoming upcoming episode of the podcast. Avec moi? I don't think we've actually gotten any French fans so far. At least no self-proclaimed French residents or French speakers. We have Polish and Swedish. And I in your Brazilian. general direction. Portuguese is kind of like French, I guess, a little bit. Yeah, it does sound kind of like it. But I did get a cop- my copy of Warhammer, but I haven't opened it, and maybe I should Are you going to have a video opening? An un- an un- <laughs> as you, as you, the unboxing. The unboxing event. <laughs> my which box we will porn. stream live. <laughs> like, as everybody in the blogosphere has, like, already turned their back on this game, we'll be like, it's so exciting, no one's gonna Brand unbox new. it. <laughs> no, that'll be cool, that'll give us an opportunity to all uh, get together and play. Yeah. Uh, and then I think we can join gonna... the legions of bickering whiners. Right, well, we can, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, what what better time? I'm still, I, I still have an objective of making a... Sex romancer, and while there may not be a class, there's not a class like that, man. I will roll the closest there is, I guess, would be a witch elf, but she doesn't have any mancer type powers. She looks weird when she jumps, she's all about the sex, all about the sex, not so much about (laughs) the mancing. It could be like uh, one of those um, disc flying mages, that's right. I'm a pleasure disc, your pleasure disc, yeah, (laughs) pleasure disc, (laughs) prepare for the pleasure disc. Or pain. Or is the pain come from pleasure? Or is the pleasure, or is the pleasure come from pain? Riddle wrapped in a conundrum. <laughs> Jason, what have you been playing? <laughs> I've been playing Warhammer. 
I got I really got a bad case of altitis this week, so I tried playing every healer class from the on the destruction side. I played the Disciple of Cain. Uh didn't like that class that much, although you know, some people just swear by it. It's kinda of fun. It's another one of those melee Healer things, Me- melee he- healer hybrid, and I didn't like. You know how I didn't like the bear shaman. Yeah, no, in, love uh, it. Age of Conan. It's kind of like the same that's thing the, with that's me for some the one reason. Class I predicted he'd want to play. I guess I just don't. Get I don't know it. anything about the classes yet. That's perfect. It's a whole new. They world. wear. They. I think they wear. Kind of like some heavy armor. They look type. like Jonathan Davis. Um, it's like a combination of heavy armor and robes, and then they. Yeah. They have this mechanic where the more the damage that they do it's translation to their healing power. So when they well, well, it doesn't translate it to their exactly healing like power, the but yeah, it's very similar. But they have to build all this power up in order to cast their healing spells. They have to be aggressive. Yes, be aggressive. <laughs> be be aggressive. Yes, A G G. I could do that. Anyway, so. I didn't really didn't care for that healer class that much. I tried, of course, I tried the zealot, which I always make a weird looking chick named Damaged. To yeah, play that the one. zealot. <laughs> she uh, she's kind of cool to me. I, I she's kind of kinda a like pure the, healer. The iron, not what am I saying? The iron chef. Yes, she, <laughs> no, she's very much she's, like an iron chef. Iron butterfly. I guess she's the rune priest equivalent to to what yeah. on the order side. More, yep. But man, I thought she was really squishy. I mean, I died like in two hits. I, I'd be dead, and I was I was getting a little frustrated with it. But she was pretty fun to play. I just I'd find the nearest tank close to me, and I'd stick next to him. I'd just be like, okay, just protect me. But that's the problem because the tanks were like, I don't care if you're next to me or not. Just heal me. Like, well, well, at least like try to save me. No. <laughs> if I'm close by to you, because without me, you're not going to get any heals. They didn't care, so I died tons of times. Uh, the shaman, the goblin shaman that I made, which is the third healer class, um, I probably like the best. I, I kind of really dig the mechanic. They're, they have they spew green green goo all over everybody. They have like the and they have some cool buffs Spooge, and some it. heals. And I think if I was going to play a healer, I'd probably go with the gobbo shaman. They're pretty cool. I like how they can run in and kind of save the day and then run out. Yeah, I, I think Cause that's the it, it kind of suits would suit my play style a little bit better as far as healers go. I don't necessarily play healers a lot, but if I were to play a healer on a regular basis, I think I'd probably go with the Gabo Shaman I think more than anything else. I had mo- At least I had more fun playing that healer class than, than the other two. I just I would tried like to get on a server where Yoda's not taken, so I could make one named that, because they have the little stick <laughs> that they walk with, and they're little short green guys with big flat right, Yeah, they kind of do have that, that yeah. Yoda look to them. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, Non-MMO-wise, I played some Bioshock, which I have to say is delightfully creepy. Every single aspect about that game is creepy, down to the stupid vending machines that you encounter in... Have, I love I love how you can hack the machines and yeah that's I like the discount. water puzzle thing that's mm-hmm. pretty cool that's a cool little mini game in there um, but yeah that game's just creepy everything about it is creepy I I, I put on my headphones while I'm playing it oh, and I'm just like it makes it even better <laughs> Ooh, 
I got totally immersed into the into the world, and I, I I think it's a really cool cool shooter. It's just one of those games that I I meant to play when it first came out, and I just never got around to it. So I'm finally yeah, getting a, a chance one. to do that. Are you playing it on your console or no? Yeah, console? I'm playing it on the Xbox 360. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and of course, I'm still without my Rock Band 2 disc because my son destroyed it. And I'm still lamenting <laughs> that fact. He was. He I did go back minion. just just to keep my chops up. I played a little Guitar Hero two and three, and man, I have to say, going back and playing those two, kind of difficult. Yeah, they're a lot more difficult than the. Uh, oh yeah. Than Rock Band on guitar. Yeah, Big that time. would be. How about you, Mark? What have you been What have you been doing? Um, mostly uh, Warhammer. With a little bit of Fallout Three intermixed in there, so I played. Um, I I've been trying to start up a uh, a chosen on our server. We're going to be playing on and most likely start a channel massive war hammer guild. Right. With. So I've been doing that, and uh, I think I'm up to like level seven or eight with him. I haven't been sinking a ton of time because I'll play him and then I go, oh man, I want to... I got my bright wizard Yeah, so then on. I'll switch servers and and, and <laughs> go from... Uh, are you are you transferring servers? No. You mean... With your bright mage? Because they're doing like a... I, I, mean, I didn't I, see one I from Everheim server, anywhere. No, I think the server that you're on is... Eligible? Eligible, maybe. No, no, maybe it's not. You're on Everheim? Yeah, Everheim. Maybe, maybe yeah. it's not. Maybe I'm I don't think I saw it, server. but I don't know why I'd want to... I like the most populated servers, so I wouldn't right. want to leave, and I don't think the guild's going to leave, so... Right. But anyway, I've been bouncing back and forth between an Empire character and a, and a um, you know, a Destruction guy, and... It's it's kind of fun to go from like a you tank know, I didn't, to I a, really didn't like the chosen that much. I know you did. Are you liking I, him? I've always liked. I played. That's the one I played in the beta. Um, and the advanced thing. You know, I I really I I enjoy the. I think as far as tanks goes, the the black orc is more suited to my tastes. I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is. I I just I like the way they work. I like the. You know, I like how I... I, I guess I just kind of know how to gear them and mm-hmm. feel powerful. I I pretty much feel overpowered with them, so that's good. So, um, yeah, I've been... I've been enjoying the scenarios with them, which, you know, I don't think I did so much when I played the Chosen in the beta, so I don't know if they've tweaked some mechanics or if it's just... Well, they went... I, I think all of the Warhammer yeah. classes went through a major overhaul today, I think it was. No, I didn't they, see they that. They a big patch. I didn't get any yeah, time was, today. And then this was like a class balance patch that they unloaded. So a lot uh, of cha- a lot of class changes are out there. So if you're a Warhammer player, I recommend that you go out and find as much information as you can. And maybe if you're one of those who has abandoned the game, you might find something compelling enough to keep you playing for another month. No, I doubt it. Um, and so I've been doing that, and then <laughs> I um, I bought uh, Fallout Three through Steam. Oh, you bastard. I've been playing that, and I I really enjoy it. I I think that they captured what I thought would be uncapturable. It's... Does it still have the good humor? It does. It's got some crazy skills. I hear it's darker, though. I hear it's darker. It's it's darker. The the way people's heads explode is much darker. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love some of the little skills you can get. Like, when you're advancing, I chose, like, the Black Widow for my female character. 
which gives me like totally different dialogue trees. Like, and it's similar, and the dialogue is similar in like the way that Kotar and Kotar two work, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, it's 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 interesting because it's like I have totally different choices I can make sometimes, and I can persuade them. Using so my sexuality, like a <laughs> but then sometimes I'm kind of threatening too with it. You know, it's really kind of cool. So, yeah. I made a female character, and I really like too how it starts because it starts out, and this is not much of a spoiler because it's the first thing that happens. But you start out being born, and then you, and that's how you choose. It's like, oh, it looks like it's a, and you choose male or female. It's a girl, yay, or whatever. And then it's a, and then using this, this, um. What was it called? Like it was some kind of DNA sequencer projector thing. This is what you'll look like when you're. She'll, this is what she'll look like when she's full grown. And like the the doctor delivering is your dad and your mom's. You know, you see your, your mom over to the side as you've been born, and and you. That's when you customize what your character's going to look like, which is kind of an interesting thing. And then it starts to like flash forward, and the first thing that happens is you're one year old. And so you're a toddler, and, and your dad's like, stay in your playpen. And, of course, I had to, like, your first quest is to escape your playpen. <laughs> and, and I just loved that, having a toddler myself. I was like, oh, I'm, and I was kicking this red ball and trying to get out of the room and running amok. And, and like, if you press the action button, you giggle all crazy, crazily and stuff. So, and then it, like, flashes forward to, I think, like, your 10th. Um, birthday party and and everybody's like aging they do the aging really well with all huh. the characters there's like all these kids that later you know you see them when you're 19 and then you see them when you're like 25 and they've aged and you know grown up and stuff so well thanks for cool. spoiling that for me and the rest of our listeners jerk That's what i do <laughs> <laughs> and then i so i played that a lot of Warhammer, and then I've rediscovered my love of flash-based tower defense oh, games <laughs> i found this new website called www flash tower defense but spelled d-e-f-e-n-c-e so it's the fence uh, dot com um i've been um playing some different variations of tower defense games on there and finding none to be equal to vector td or desktop TD, that is pretty but, fun but anyway a lot of a lot of gaming for my week cannot be you can't be satisfied and then i i bought this book to make my own <laughs> <laughs> action script 3.0 yep In so, programming yep so you should get into xna maybe make some games for xbox lives community hey that's launching here shortly it'll be pretty cool xna huh yeah it's the game development platform for indie developers who want to make something that gets ported onto xbox live and there's peer review of everybody else who's developing xna games and wow that's cool and it can go into the store potentially and make some money I like money. I like money. That's it. That's my weekend game. Well, I Sweet. guess that's time for us to move on to the feedback. We'll be back with a quick break after a quick break. How quick of a break will a break be? If the Relatively break quick. quick. <laughs> How much wood would a wood? Because of the interest, it'll be worth billions of dollars. Oh, I, I like money. Time to dive into M A. 
I. Elf? <laughs> it's like a really bad episode of Wheel of Fortune. Wait a minute. I'm supposed to say letters, too. Can we try it again? Maybe you should stop directing us and participate. I'm sorry. <laughs> so how does it go again? It's too late, Mark. Too you late. lost your opportunity. Oh. You've, you're no longer a part you're of this not email on the boat. segment. It's just I'm, me and Jason. <laughs> so I apologize. Uh, just to let listeners know, if you want to get an email in and read by the next week's episode... Uh, we do record on Thursdays, so get those email submissions in by submit to our will by Wednesday eight o'clock. Close uh, the business. Mountain time, mountain daylight time, mountain standard time, or mountain now. standard time. Now I guess just mountain time or mountain or America time. America, <laughs> America, <laughs> America. <laughs> fuck yeah! The first person <laughs> writing us who wrote us at mail at channelmassive.com. M-A-I-L. M-A-I-L. Is Chris. Chris says. Chris Cross? Yes. <laughs> Chris Crossstro. Chris says, would you take into consideration this? Riddle me this. <laughs> Fill the empty spot in your podcast with a Lotro player. Although it's debatable whether this or Warhammer is the number two MMORPG, there is quite a void where Lotro podcasts are concerned. With the release of Minds of Moria, it's very likely... Oh, she just for you, Mark. With the release of Minds of Moria, <laughs> it's very likely... <laughs> <laughs> it's so worth it to say it the wrong way just for Jason to do that. I know, I was shocked you missed an opportunity there, but apparently didn't. I, well, I made the decision just to reaffirm now, to our listeners, if, I do know how to pronounce it. If you just pronounce dichotomy as dichotomy or dickectomy... Dichotomy? <laughs> <laughs> With the release of Minds of Moria, it's very likely you'll see a dichotomy where most players will be spit, splitting their time. Those who return to WoW... Leech King. <laughs> Lich. <laughs> or Lech, as I heard in Lech. a recent episode. Lech King. And those who return to Lotro. A segment, at the very least, devoted to Lotro would be great. Signed, Chris. Well, I doubt that we'll, we'll do a whole segment devoted to Lord of the Rings Online, every podcast. That's just not what we do here. But we might talk about it more. And we'll probably talk about it. Definitely I mean, Jason's a closet Lotro player. Well, I I used to be. Yeah, before closet the hobbits. before we had him reprogrammed. <laughs> yes. I think Mark Mark said that. Didn't you say that you were gonna? You're gonna get mine somewhere. I did. I made a commitment to do it, but then what happened was I realized that I'm still playing Warhammer and right. Wrath of the Lich King's coming out, and I just don't know if I have room in my life for three MMOs to like actually play. Or would it, you know, Yeah, I might just be, like, <laughs> logging in long enough to it might be oh, a my character is still there. Cool. You know, Chris, honestly, I'll, I'll tell you this. If there's a lack of Lotro podcasts out there and you're interested, how about you come up with your own Lord of the Rings online podcast? Seriously, there seems to be a... a well, he was suggesting of replacing of them, Jim so. with another host that would be a Lotro player. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know if he was suggesting that. But he says fill the empty spot it. in your podcast with a Lotro player. No, Jim being the empty. The we're not the currently empty space. looking to fill the position. There isn't really a position to fill right now. But yeah, the trash can is. That's what you think, where Jason. Would be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh shit! <laughs> yeah, I guess that kind of forced our hand, didn't it? Yeah, no. I guess so. Uh, now you see why I'm sitting on this side of the table. Right, yeah. right. So, Jason, it's us versus well, seriously Jason. though, if you want to create your own podcast, uh, I, you know, that that would be a recommendation, honestly. If if there's some, you know, some kind of gaming. Uh, 
But what Chris is saying is he loves the Channel Massive flavor of podcasts. Well, I understand and like that. To have a Channel Massive flavored Lotro segment. Anyway, that, that's just a recommendation. Or Chris, if you have a recording capability, if you are a big fan of Lotro, you are more than welcome. Actually, anybody's welcome to send us to mailchannelmassive.com or channel.massive.skype. Send us a segment. I think it'd be pretty cool to have a pre-recorded segment about other games or such that we don't have the time it. or money to get into. Yeah. I would love that. I think that'd be really awesome. So by all means, if you're able to do that or if you have friends who would be able to, we'd love to hear about it. Christoph. Christoph. He's our next contributor to the mailbag. He says, he said some other things, so this is a segment. Anyways, my response to that Joffrey or Jeffrey or whoever he tried to whine about war <laughs> fanboyism, I don't consider myself as a pro gamer. I play for fun and pleasure just to enjoy the game. Seriously, nothing pisses me off more than those X70 WoW Micro Raid Master Pro Noob callers. All those OMFG, this is worse than WoW or noob this, noob that makes me want Mythic to implement a rebel function inside the scenarios like when I could team kill some of them. Impale their ass plain as a marauder or bash your heads plain as an orc. For now. Well, actually, there is one. You just play a warrior priest and only heal yourself. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. For now, I found a good way to deal with them is to switch over, switch on my organizer add-on and watch them try to figure <laughs> out what I'm saying. Orcs the biggest, orcs the bestest. That's funny. Sign <laughs> I have not seen that add-on, but I'm going to... No, I might have to get that, though. I'm, for your, like, black orc, you should totally do it. That sounds great. The only add-on I have is the one that... When you when you mouse over someone, it tells you what class they are, so you can target the healers like a good person. <laughs> that does sound quite valuable. <sighs> Our next writer is Onimega. He says, I stopped playing MMOs after suffering through Conan for about a month, yet I still listen to your show from time to time, and I cannot even explain why. <laughs> mm, well, I, I can probably tell you what's going on there, Onimega. Uh Secretly, we've been putting subliminal messages in the show, so you'll probably, you know, Mark will be talking, you know, just like he is now. Right, I will be talking to you. Listen to more Channel Massive. I will speak to you. Listen to more Channel Massive. You will come, and you will sit down, and you, <laughs> you will want to you, listen where is this to going? Channel Massive. Uh, I, admit, I don't like those subliminal messages. <laughs> come to Butthead. Come to Channel Massive. Anyway, that that's probably the reason why. It's quite a logical solution. Um, yeah, or it could be you're just like waiting for us to get excited about some game, and then you'll jump back in. You Listen know? to more Channel Massive. <laughs> <laughs> we wrap up our written contributions Listen with more Julian, a frequent contributor to our mailbag and occasional blog poster. He says, "I agree with Mark that the art style and graphics of Star Wars: The Old Republic are generally unimpressive. They seem to be trying to mate realism and cartoonism, but instead of bred the spawn of some horrible creature like well Sexy Girl '88, ah! <laughs> basically it just gave me a bad impression." And is anyone else bothered by the general lack of information on the Star Wars: The Old Republic MMO? We got some screenshots, and then they told us there would be PvP and a coherent story. What MMO developer doesn't say that? I had to bash on this MMO, but it gave a very bad first impression in my eyes. Hopefully we are all told about some innovative feature that will revolutionize MMOs in the upcoming months, because otherwise Bioware trades all the quality standard it has stood for in the past for a quick buck. On the bright side, Hellgate London is being terminated in January. <laughs> Good to know that fly will no longer be a stain on the MMO windshield. 
Lastly, your commentary on Warhammer really made me want to purchase it. What server are you guys playing on, and what are your character names? And will you guys be doing a Channel Massive Guild like you did in the Conan and WoW games? Signed, Julian. Yes, we will. Yeah, we will. We're probably going to start that up uh, Monday. Uh, that's going to be the plan, at least, when it we do It should be our... something like haters, or the player haters. The player haters. <laughs> uh, so, we'll... We'll put a post up on the website, which is www.channelmassive.com. That was probably very clear yeah. to everyone. Let's we should work on redo it, but Channelmassive.com. Expedia. Yeah, go ahead. Illustrate as you were. Anyway, we'll put a post up there with what server we'll be playing on, the guild name, Which will be Wolfenberg. Uh, Wolfen Wolfenberger, Wolfen Bergen, yeah, Bergen, yeah, Wolfen something like that. Yeah, Julian, Wolfsburg, we're going to need you to join us because apparently everybody else is dropping out of the game. Yeah, so, so please come. Nobody's going to be playing gonna, War, Warhammer. We've decided by the time that we, since it's a sinking ship like the Titanic, we will <laughs> farm our guild there and get some quality people together and hang out and have fun. And and it's if a high population. Have we done that with Tabula Rasa and Paris <laughs> I don't think and save okay. those. Yeah, we will do our best to save Warhammer. Uh, as far as <laughs> but look to the webpage on Monday. We'll by Monday we should, we'll probably before rise then. In the east. As far yeah. as the lack of information goes about the Star Wars MMO, it's early. Yeah, that's I, really I didn't all think I can there was anything. I, I don't really care that much that they. And and honestly, they're probably going to be tight-lipped about it. And the game's probably years off still. Well, mm -hmm. hopefully they will be able to surpass the RuneQuest HD graphics. And, with their own and engine, you know, because you that know looks more like, information is going to come out. I say it still looks like World of Warcraft. It, and it's a ways off. Trust me, when, when they're ready to release some more information, you're going to get a glut of it. Yeah, I just, I just, I hope there's something good in that glut, because I know you can't judge a book by its cover. It doesn't look good, but if it's fun, I mean, look at how many Flash-based, crappy-looking tower games that you play. There they could be an MMO good. out there that looks really ugly, but they is actually awesome. really fun to play. They're awesome looking. <laughs> the way the vectors vectate. Do we have any audio recordings this episode? I don't think we. Well, do. we had an attempted Skype um, from yeah. Chris, but it didn't. We only got two seconds, Failure. and it was blank. Still having issues with the Skype. Please don't let that dissuade you if you feel. Yeah, I I don't understand nervy. it. I don't understand why it's not. Yeah, it's working. it's. It's inconsistent, unfortunately. Yeah. But the one reliable way to get to us is mail at channelmassive.com. Or send us a MP3 to mail it. Yeah, to us. you can use Pamela or Audacity. There's lots of free software out there. If you, if you want to do something that's kind of Skype-like and send it through the security of email, not an Agvorbis format for Mark. Please, MP3. Yes, MP3. <laughs> and we hope to hear from you. And if you're more bloggy, if you like that, We've got our next segment, our new segment, second week running, coming up. Massive mess of an opinion. And for that, I guess you can interact with our website. That's right. And by interact, we mean... Go to www.channelmassive.com. You're on your own. You're, it's your solo flight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's pick a... Hmm, awkward silence. I guess I should stop. <laughs>
now it's time again for our massive mess of an opinion. Now in uh, smell vision Now in smell vision the question of the week, and this did include the uh, free T-shirt mm. from SplitReason.com that we're going to give away to our, our favorite commenter. Yes. Uh, for this particular post. Uh, this post in, basically involved my disdain for... Legend the of the Seeker. Legend of the Seeker. Which, you want to give some background? Well, it's based off of the Terry Goodkind, loosely based off of the Terry Goodkind <laughs> uh, truth of... Sort of truth series, which... Kind of, kind of like an impressionistic painting is based on an actual scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, I wasn't very impressed uh, with what uh, they turned out. It really pissed me off on so many levels, I can't even begin to describe how much I wanted to vomit while watching this fucking piece of tripe. Don't sugarcoat it, Jason. Tell us what you really think. <laughs> We know, we know you you're quite both, fond of Mr. Goodkind. Yeah, I did. I watched parts one and two. Uh, uh, were you uh, medicated or? Yeah, sober? I was. By the time by the time the second episode rolled around, I was drunk because I was just drinking. I couldn't do anything else to drunk on rage. I could I couldn't make the pain go away, so I just kept on drinking. <laughs> um, yeah. So by episode two, I was pretty hammered, and it it really just pissed me off. Uh, so many inaccuracies and so many I, I didn't expect them to to follow the story note for note but I was hoping that they would at least get parts of the story fairly accurate and they totally twisted everything around yeah it just re- really disappointed me I think casting was bad too you know I didn't really mind the cast I didn't think the acting was really horrible but the way they twisted the story around is what really did it for me. Uh, for me, it was a it was a group effort. The <laughs> casting was really bad. A the story was twisted, twisted completely. It really out was. Of... I don't know that I could watch any more of it. I really don't know that I can do that without being drunk. Well, you know, maybe that'll be a new thing we do. <laughs> we'll just have a we'll have a, a Legend of Legend the Secret drinking, drinking game. Yeah, maybe we should invent some rules that where we should get. Um, was it Jeff? Well, we already who, have a. Jeff? Yeah, we already have a. Channel who, massive who, drinking who game. Wrote the, who came up with the drinking game? I can't remember who. Uh, oh, that was great. I can't remember. Um. Anyway, <laughs> it kind of got me thinking. What if somebody were to take one of our favorite MMOs and turn it into a movie or a television series and. Who would direct it? Who might star in it? And and that was our uh, question of the week. And we've got we had some responses. Uh, we got a lot of responses. Thank you. One, guys for yeah, thanks. The one that we've decided to pick um, is from Neralis, who writes. Uh, you have yes. to state the question first because it's like a multi-part question. It was a multi-part question. I think I already said it, didn't I? I said, who would you? What would you like to see? Which MMORPG that you love turn into an M- a movie or a TV series? Yeah. Which one and who would direct it? Who might star in it? Nerlis said, uh, Eve Online. He said he'd like me to direct it, Jason. <laughs> and then he <laughs> said that he'd like all of the Channel Massive crew to star in it, which I thought was kind of funny. He says, uh, Eve Online. 
would be his pick because it's the best MMORPG ever made. Uh, he says that I should direct it because I believe under Jason's drunken bloodshot eye, he could make something worthy of being presented as a sci-fi channel original, which we all know that sci-fi movies <laughs> the bar are, is quite are the low. best. <laughs> Gargoyles of the SS, one of the greatest uh, shows. He'd also like to see us, all of the Channel Massive crews star in the movie because he wants to see the neck beard, emo bangs, and raper mustache in action. <laughs> And he he also would like to see a cameo of the Nameless One so we can see the M-Team pod kill him, which would probably happen. <laughs> pod the kill second, him. The second name, the Nameless One entered zero, zero space, we... I'm sorry. We destroy him. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to do that. Anyway, I thought that was quite funny. So, Neuralis, uh, we will shoot you an email uh, earlier in the week, and we will be asking you for some information, and... You'll be able to get yourself a t-shirt from splitreason.com. And we'll do it again. So congratulations. Yeah, and we're going to do this again. We're going to do this every week for a while now. It's until gonna be... we're out. Until Split Reason is out of t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do this until we've wiped splitreason.com out of their t-shirt inventory. And listeners, I actually would like to encourage you to go to the website and actually check out the responses that some of their folks left. Because while Nerlis did write a very fun response, there was actually some good thoughtful responses. There are, and, also. and we... The thing is, and we're, the reason why we're starting to do stuff like this now is, is is this podcast has always been about you guys. It's not about us. Oh, it's all about me. I mean, we, the only reason why we <laughs> do this is a reason to just get together and get drunk and talk about games for a while. But this is all about you guys. It's always... the. This has always been about our community that we've started to build up here, so we're going to start giving back a little bit. Give your back. So I encourage you to visit the website often, uh, http colon <laughs> forward slash forward slash www.channelmassive.com. All in lowercase. For those a lot of changes are going to be happening here um, in really? the coming months. Oh, dear. We're going to change. Yes. We're going to have a new website Schism. design. We're going to be adding a lot more content to the website. Uh, you know, it's going to be exciting times are on the way. Yes. It's going to be the a lot of changes. The empire shall grow. Yep. Massive. Yeah. Massive, massive growth. Yeah, well, there's lots of stuff to look forward to. So we, <laughs> we, encourage, we encourage community participation. Now we're ready to be a part of it. That's right. Here at Channel Massive, we're looking for a couple of good bloggers to join the team and provide uh, more massive-flavored content to our audience. Uh, we're looking for uh, people who are smart, colorful writers who would like to, you know, talk about current MMO topics. Yeah. Uh, you know, whether you're talking about Warhammer or World of Warcraft. 
Lord of the Rings Online, Tabla Raza, whatever game you're playing, or uh, if you just like to blather on about some general MMO-related topics, we'd, we'd like to uh, see what you have to say. Um, we break down the full details of what we're looking for over on the website, www.channelmassive.com. Go and look for our post called Write at Channel Massive. And we have the details of what to submit to become an official Channel Massive blogger. Jason and Noah have prepared a very special style guide for you. Yes. Yeah, as long as you don't write like me, I I think it's a pretty good bet (laughs) that you'll be accepted. It's the style guide. It's it's just an article by Jason with a big, like, round circle and a slash through. (laughs) We like things and stuff. (laughs) But not this stuff. But not this thing, because it... It sucks. So yeah, hopefully we can wrestle up some bloggers. Rassle. We would love to have you join us. Yeah, if us. you're interested, go ahead and uh, shoot us an email at write at channelmassive.com. Spelled That's W-R-I-T-E <laughs> at channelmassive.com. Not R-I-G-H-T. Yeah, just send us your name, your R-I-T-E. location, like what city and state you're in, not your full address. How many posts you'd be able to contribute weekly and two writing samples, two prospective blog entries for us to check That's out. writing samples, not stool samples. Yes. No defecation, please. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> two minutes to midnight, yeah! What time now is it's it? It's time for the weekend gaming. Oh my god! <laughs> that raspy effect to your voice this time made it particularly enjoyable. Yeah. Like the crunch. I guess I'm gonna go down the donut shop, smoke cigarettes, and have a coffee. All right. So on a serious note, let's let's open this up on a serious note here. We've got a public serv- another public service announcement. Um, dun, dun, dun. The 2009 edition of the MMO calendar um, is out, and you can go ahead and order that at www.mmocalendar.com. Um, 100% of the proceeds goes to uh, the amazing people at St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. So that's always cool. a good cause. Uh, they'll have You'll get this really cool calendar that has pictures of... Uh, some of your favorite MMOs. Each month features a different one. EverQuest 2, Free Realms, uh, DC Universe Online. That's Doofus. a new entry in there. Uh, Age of Conan, Warhammer, World of Warcraft. Tabula Raza isn't on there. Mm, not sure why. Maybe because it's only Blanks. 96 cents. Maybe because it would just be a <laughs> blank picture. <laughs> anyway, uh, go ahead and go to that website if you're uh, interested in uh, get, getting a calendar. I, I think it's you know for a good cause. Yeah, maybe I'll get one for the studio. We can yeah say we uh, did something good. <laughs> say that we did something good for a change. <laughs> yeah, and if you're wondering, the price of the calendar? $3 million. $3 million. 
is not stated until you go several pages. When you're beyond the point of no return? Yeah. Um, uh. Well, it doesn't matter what it costs. It probably costs around five tabula rasas. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that, man, because... This is just some interesting information that we got here. Tabula rasa is found on... You can buy Tabula Rasa on Amazon.com now for 96 cents. 96 cents. I can go grab me a cheeseburger. I don't know. I think I'd rather have a cheeseburger. Was that Fat Albert song? Like, what can you get for 53... How how many cents was it? (laughs) I can't remember. Wow. Well, anyway... That's... That's an unusual price the for an MMO. To show how, yeah, show how bad things are for Tabla Rasa, you can actually get the game for 96 cents. That's like two Wendy's cheeseburgers for two Tabula Rasas. I don't know, man. I'm just going to start referring to everything. I think you can actually go to Del Taco and get a couple tacos for, for a dollar. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I'm like, I, I'd rather have the tacos. I think it's funny that the game guide still costs like 14 times. What yeah, the game, game guide will probably cost you more, huh? <laughs> That's nuts, man. So if you want to have a wall of shame like I do, you can go to Amazon and complete your... You can get caught up with the Tabula <laughs> your, Rasa. Your shelf of failure. And the, and the collector's edition is like fourteen ninety nine right now, so you could have that, which is always good to have collector's editions in your wall of shame. <laughs> Speaking of failure... <laughs> Flagship yes. Studios co-founder Bill Roper oh. joined massively multiplayer online game developer Cryptic Studios what? to work on forthcoming new title Champions Online oh, as design no. director. Mark's w- worst fears have been realized. Well, that sucks. I don't know. I, I guess I, they didn't want him over at Runic, that well, other company they And I think every, everybody's allowed to have like a screw-up. As some of our listeners their, have stated... Lifetimes, so. This this means that undoubtedly Champions Online will have the greatest intro movie ever. <laughs> it, it, it's quite possible. Yet the world itself will be re- repetitive and I rather don't know. bland. Uh, let's not go there because you know he's he's done. He's the good Warcraft work, guy. He's I know Warcraft, Starcraft, Diablo. Yeah, it's true. You know, it's a bad break. Yeah, he Look had at what a, Richard yeah, he had Garriott's a bad break. gone through. Well, I think this is really going to prove whether he is genuinely talented or not, or if he were only talented within the confines of Blizzard's. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's not exactly an unnurturing environment, is it? With all those, I, I guess as long as they, as long as they have somebody there who's not letting him control the business side of things, that probably that's probably the main point where it's an MMO, but it's not an MMO. Is he a director of creativity? I don't know why they that's need a design director. It's it's the it's game's designed. halfway. Two thirds finished. I don't know, and they're obviously just throwing them some kind of oh, we'll make you design director. We'd love to have you well, on board. You know that that happens a lot where people they want to add clout to their executive team, so they do that. You know, they grab someone yeah. who has some success under their belt. So to quote but, the spin from John Needham, the CEO of Cryptic Studios, he says, Bill brings a ton of creative energy to the Cryptic office, and we're thrilled to have him join our team. His years of gaming and online experience are huge assets to all of our projects, and Bill will assist us in furthering our studio's vision to create innovative, exciting MMO gameplay. And Roper says, Zug, zug. 
Cryptic has experienced huge growth over the past year and has exciting opportunities ahead of it. The company knows how to choose compelling IPs that have rich histories such you know, as Champions that and goes Star into Trek. Bland mode. I'm looking forward to working with the team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to skip my the, sweaty hands on them IPs. Yeah, that was the American cheese. I'm going to squish them into the ground because I no, couldn't make a good one. Now, come on. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's just we'll give him the benefit of the doubt here and well, yeah, like and I said we'll never know. as long as he stays on on the design side of things and doesn't get into the business side of things I think they'll probably be okay well honestly we'll have no idea whether or not champions will be good or bad without his influence because it's that we haven't played the game yeah but unfortunately for him if it turns out to be crappy he's gonna be their little throw oh, in yeah. the fire yeah, yeah, he'll be. If only we hadn't got that he'll be Bill the Roper pariah. guy. No doubt. So hopefully things will turn around for him, and he can restore his reputation. And maybe Richard Garriott can <laughs> do the same once he gets back from space. space. He already is. Oh, is he back? Yeah, he he's he safe and landed. Cool. The Garriott has landed. I wonder if he got some cosmic ray powers like the Fantastic Four, Doctor Doom. That would That'd be, be cool. so fucking cool. I am Lord British. You have made fun of my game. <laughs> I am entering your studio now, prepared to die. Blizzard has nowhere to hide. Everyone is after them, and everyone will sue them, even if they're in prison. Everyone's trying to get their lucky charms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're always trying to get charms. my lucky charms. <laughs> Why are you always after my lucky charms? So we have a gentleman who is currently in a South Carolina prison, serving a sentence for wire fraud. Yeehaw! He even has his own Wikipedia entry. His name is Jonathan Lee Riches who was doing business under a variety of aliases, including Gordon Gecko. <laughs> Isn't that the guy from eat, Wall Street? Eat the steak uh, tartar. Eat the steak tartar. <laughs> good Greed is good. Greed is good. So earlier this year, he tried to sue Rockstar over claims of Grand Theft, Grand Theft Auto 4 taking over his life and making him into a real-world criminal. <laughs> and he also before. sued George Bush, Michael Vick, National Public Radio, Barry Bonds, Plato, and the Eiffel Tower. So what you're trying to say is he's cuckoo. Yeah, so he, he took the time to handwrite a third-party motion. Nothing says formal like a handwritten motion. Yeah, it's a it's an amicus brief, I guess is the technical term. And we have a wonderful segment that our dramatic intoner, Jason, will read to you to provide you some color on the situation. So what did Mr. Riches have to say to Blizzard? Well, this plays out kind of like this. It says, uh, one, of the compla- one of the complaints here is, it says, World of Warcraft caused Riches' mind to live in a virtual universe where Riches explored the landscape committing identity theft and fighting cyber monster rival hacker gangs. <laughs> Riches was addicted to video games and lost touch with reality because of defendants. 
This caused Riches to commit fraud to buy defendants' video games. Riches chose World of Warcraft over working a legit job. Rich's mind became a living video game. <laughs> I hold defendants I hold defendants liable and support plaintiffs. I move for Amicus Curie. I can provide this court with my medical charts, credit card receipts of buying their video games with fraud. I have newly discovered evidence. I pray this court will grant inter- interventions motions for relief. That's Respectively, the- Jonathan Lee Riches. Wow. This guy is out of his freaking mind. Is it, I wonder if um, a certain unemployed lawyer will take on his case. <laughs> 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 you know, someone who also doesn't like video hmm, games very I much. Maybe. Maybe, maybe he'll, he'll find a, be a the, new calling. With, with, with these two forces united, they could only do good. oh man that's awesome I don't know which will go to the court first Eiffel Tower or this I don't know man I think he may have a case against Michael Vick though (laughs) for being a huge disappointment to us all speaking about crime and stuff like that (laughs) 4,000 copies of Age of Conan were nicked in Bradford uh, police in Bradford are on the hunt for a gang of game thieves who made off with 4,000 copies of Age of Conan oh. on PC. Oh, the horror they will unleash. Two pallets of games went missing from the back of a lorry sometime between 10 p.m. on Tuesday, October 28th, and 7 a.m. on Wednesday with a Retail estimated price. value of... A street price. <laughs> <laughs> See, this, is, this all takes place in the land of Britain... And so Lori is, is a truck. 159,960, what is that, euros? It's pounds. Pounds. Yeah. Ouch. That's a lot. That's, what, like 300,000 US dollars or more? That's like 300,000 tabula rasas. I wonder how they will attempt to resell them on those? the market. Maybe they'll sell them in Asia or something. Yeah. Maybe they're just, I mean, do you think that they're going to go after these guys, honestly? <laughs> I mean, because can they really sell them? I don't know what they're Can they turn around them. and sell these copies? I don't know. Maybe, maybe they'll build for, a house out of them. Maybe they're for, for gold farmers or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, it's... Oh, <laughs> Tonight's blogosteria is brought to you by Warhammer. Thank you, Warhammer, for being 
so instrumental in several blogist areas. <laughs> oh, it's full of material. So basically, everybody is disenchanted with Warhammer. They're talking about quitting, or they have quit, or they're going back to WoW, and they're all writing blogs about it. Which, wow. And the this... best part is that a lot of these are coming from people who started the die up blogs hard, the die hard fan that are base. named after Warhammer concepts. Or it's kind of started last week when when the heartless underscore gamer where he leads the, the others follow. Yeah, the number yeah, one his, Warhammer fanboy. ran, which yeah, well no, he's no longer the the number one Warhammer fanboy anymore. Revoked. Title revoked. Title revoked. Uh, but the latest to fall from Grace is uh from the Greenskin dot com. Yeah, that uh, was Snapsig, who amazing. of course is a huge, huge Warhammer blogger. Uh, states that I'm not having fun in this game. Big shocker, right? Any regular reader will have gathered this from my general lack of positivity lately. Well, here's some naked con- confirmation in print from my fingers. And then he kind of just goes bullet point by bullet point on why he thinks he's having a problem with this game. Personal reasons and game reasons. Personal reasons and game reasons. He says, uh, War is my fifth MMORPG. I've played a mud from uh, 96 until 2001. Played so many of these kinds of games, and they're all basically the same thing, with some better and some worse features. I have a dreamer personality, always dreaming of future things to do, accomplish, earn, etc., but no game has ever really challenged my sense of reality, even though I admit to being pretty addicted to games in the past. Um, another bullet point here is, uh, I don't feel that I earn enough in the game for the amount of time that I invest. The most efficient way I've found to XP in PvE has been to join a perfectly balanced uh, area of effect group to farm public quests. The most efficient way to level in Realm vs. Realm has been to completely dominate scenarios. Do either of these theme- things seem fun to you? Yeah! Fucking A! <laughs> <laughs> yes, winning 40 runs of uh, Morkin Temple over and over may sound fun, but it really isn't. People think Realm vs. Realm, PvP, PvP, is this completely dynamic experience, but it can become just as predictable and grindy as running Molten Core in World of Warcraft for the 40th time. Um, the meh factor. I've simply lost all motivation to play or post about the game. I have ten incomplete drafts sitting in my draft folder that I started, got halfway through, and just closed the window... Because I thought to myself, who gives a shit? Will the readers? Maybe. Maybe not. Do I? Not really. Meh. He also goes on about how his real life has changed. He's got more time where they has to focus on his job and girlfriends. Wow. Girlfriends? Damn, yeah. dude! More than, more than one committed girlfriends. Well, then why are you complaining, man? Yeah. And he says Problem that he solved. may have psychological issues with bipolarity. And the great part is the contradiction of it all. Oh, yeah, he does. He says, I'm probably bipolar and prone to mood swings. But he's not going to take drugs I've for I've had it. depression issues in the past, so I know what it's like to look at the world through a fog of who gives a fuck. Let it all burn down. I know what it's like 
to look through the world of a fog. Yeah, there's medication for it, but man, I don't want a chemically induced version of me. Hey, you know, actually, I agree with that. If I, you know, hell, I I think I have problems myself, but fuck that medication (laughs) shit. Screw that. (laughs) I self-medicate myself with beer, my friend. (laughs) Anyway, he goes on and on, kind of just saying how he's not having fun in this game. Uh, Hudson, Hudson from Hudson's Hideout also chimes in, says, Why left Warhammer? Last post, I swear! It's okay, maybe I'm not done then. Every time I think I can close my out my blogger today, more stuff comes up. I knew the people leaving Warhammer would come up sooner or later, and it seems like it's starting to ramp up across the blogging community. So for the last time, I'm going to get out my feelings on what happened. This is not to say that I think Warhammer will fail or that it sucked. It's just why I could not connect in the end to what has happened to make me feel... Uh, f- uh, what happened to make me not liking my experience after the fun beta I was in. Um, he goes on to say that... The game was already dead at the low levels, and that was a huge turnoff. 500,000 people is not 11 million people people, and that many servers were not needed, which I agree with. I think Mythic opened up with way too many servers uh, to start out with. I think that they really jumped the shark, maybe? I don't know. I mean... (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I I really do. I think that they opened up way too many servers to, to start out with. They had no reason to... With all the hype that they were generating, though, and all the hype that was on the blog yeah. sphere, I, I don't think it was too unrealistic. They were trying to make sure that they didn't have a bad launch because they didn't have enough, which makes sense to me. Uh, another main thing he said, no one cared about the world outside of scenarios. That is what killed Warhammer for me, which is a common theme that I keep hearing. Uh, this this comes from uh, Potshot. Uh, Potshot says, I'm done. It's just not doing it for me. There's the core of a great game in there somewhere, but somewhere between the beta and release it got lost. The reason why I went to Warhammer was to engage in open realm versus realm. Uh, War is everywhere, except it's not. Scenarios in and themselves are not solely to blame. In my opinion, it's only my opinion. The game lacks the overall balance sufficient to make it compelling for a wide audience. Uh, here's another one it says my subscription to Warhammer runs out on the 14th it had some really fun moments um, goes on to talk about his guild and you know says he had fun in it And who's this? Uh, this comes from uh, says random ogre random ogre thoughts says, um, I got to thinking, Realm vs. Realm and the, the few enemy people that get involved, it doesn't really justify me spending time leveling up a character through content I'm not really enjoying. I'd probably be better off playing an FPS. Wow, well, then, you know, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably be better off playing Defense of the Ancients, but you get a little bored with Defense of the Ancients after a while, you know? I mean, that's why you try different genres. I thought uh, Ardwolf's lair take, that was kind of, it was kind of interesting. 
this person said, Warhammer is a work of splendid engineering. Vanguard and EverQuest and Age of Conan and even WoW are works of craft. They have soul. It's the difference between a monolithic Soviet-area apartment block and the Empire State Building, the difference between an award-winning documentary and The Godfather. The former you will watch once and be entertained or informed. Everything it has is laying on the table. In the latter, there are layers and subtleties that make it worth experience a dozen or a hundred times over. That This is what makes repetitive content worth tolerating. So basically, this person implies that they looked at what Blizzard did with World of Warcraft, copied the best parts technically in terms of what would make a good gameplay engine, but did not put any fun into it. Now, do you guys feel that... I remember when you first started out the first couple of weeks, maybe the first three weeks, you weren't really impressed with Warhammer. You're getting bored. We're liking it. And then you had a resurgence where you started to enjoy it. Has that maintained over the weeks since you had your change of heart? Yeah, for me it has. I've, I've, I just continue to enjoy it. And I'm doing that with, um, without a real guild that I feel, a sense of community with at this point in time. Yeah. You know, another it helps if you have a guild. I mean, I'm I might sure. as well say I'm, you know, in the casualties of, of war guild with all the bloggers and stuff. Oh, and, they don't know that you've infiltrated their ranks. Well, they, I think they all they know. know. They do know. Yeah. And, um, and, and then nothing against the guild or the people on there, but the, you know, I just, I don't know if it's when I play, you know, I tend to get on later. So I, I usually, play from like 10 p.m. mountain time to 1 a.m. And the the guys that I'm on or with... Until whenever you decide to pass <laughs> out of your keyboard. You know, they're, yeah, they're either in a different tier for, for you know, RVR stuff, or they're doing something totally different than what I'm ready to do. And so I'm not... You know, I'm still enjoying the game with the mechanics as it is and with the content that's there, and that's not even with, you know, like a guild of my own making or a guild with you know, actual close friends. That reminds know? me of what another blogger said. They said that there's only communication going on between people who are in guilds, and if you're not inside of a guild, it's just silent. There's no checking See, and I, jokes and I've or actually, I've seen that change over the, over the past few weeks since they kind of fixed the chat channels up a bit. And also, if you're on an open RVR server, it's different. Right, that, that's, that changes things, too. In, in open RVR... In an open RVR realm, it's it's a little bit different. But that's true, especially, I mean, what you're saying is kind of true, especially if you're on a, a if you were on, you know, about three weeks ago and you're on a Care Bear server, which is, you know, most of them, the standard set. Just you know, the regular yeah, RVR servers. I think it is pretty light. Because basically, you know, it'll automatically find you a group. And then you can get into that group. You don't have you don't have a whole channel dedicated to trying to form groups. Yeah, there's an interface that handles that. So that's one, that's how one blogger put it was that it was so skillfully engineered. It's so easy to get into a group. You don't have to interact with people. So yeah. it's it's sucked the socializing and the interaction out of the game, removing some of the potential of fun or making it compelling or making it feel immersive. Hmm. Well, I you know I'd say that. Part of it is you do you know you do if you're looking for a community you need to find a guild that that fits you to to play with you know yeah and I think if you're I I don't think that you should be looking for Baron's chat type friends mm-hmm. you know 
or are the guys that sit in capital cities and spam you with, look what I have, you want to buy it, you know, that kind of thing. So, you know, in hearing about it, it kind of reminds me of my experience, at least how I fuzzily remember it in City of Heroes, that there wasn't a lot of talk between people in pickup groups. You got in there, you looked for a group, you got into one, and usually most of the discussion, if there was any, was, hey, let's focus on this, or let's do that. I was very focused on the game experience, and yeah, that's. I didn't feel like I was missing out. There were certainly friendly people there also oh, to talk yeah. to, make friends with in City of Heroes, no doubt. I'd say, yeah, City of Heroes and um, World of Warcraft have the two friendliest groups of people that I've run into. And um, War War Warcraft has, like, some of the biggest assholes I've ever run into as well. <laughs> you know, just these kids. You get the good or with the bad. Just people that are out to just, you know, not grief. Well, kind of try and grief you or just, mm-hmm. you know, they're just like this other person referred to the earlier tonight, the level 70 raid master noob. You're a noob. You're a noob. I'm not a noob, even though I'm only level four in this current MMO. I have a level 70 yeah. somewhere else, so I'm not a noob, but, you, you know. Yes, you are, and you don't know what I have done in my life either. (laughs) So, you know, it's like... um, I don't like those types of people either. I Uh, guess guess the point I was trying to make that I have is just that I feel like the game is good enough for me without all the, you know, all the friends and the sense of community, and I think it'll be really good when I get that going, you know, when we get our channel massive deal going. I think it'll be... I I hope to rekindle something like we had in the Warcraft Guild. Yeah, that was really neat. Where you had people planning different runs through stuff and then you had people just chatting, just how are you doing, what are you up to, you know, that kind of stuff. very cool. That was a good... Then it made you want to log in almost for the chat aspects, you know, the socializing. So, I'd like to do something like that, but... Anyway, back to the point, Jay, sorry. Uh, Sip. (laughs) I digress. Sip from... Wow. Uh, of course, is a big time Warhammer blogger. He he has a pretty interesting take on this and some funny little bits. He says, "Everywhere you go, it seems the voice of doom is booming, booming loud and clear. Warhammer's in trouble." Hey, when heartless underscore gamer, Mister Self-Proclaimed Warhammer fanboy number one, announces as such, it must be true, right? Uh, he also goes he goes on to say players myself included are like easily frightened schools of fish willing to go with the crowd and turn at a moment's notice or the mere inkling of danger so it takes a discerning eye and a steady heartbeat to sift the meaningless panic from the meaningful signs is warhammer in trouble uh and, then, and what's interesting is that post, Heartless Gamer actually does respond to it over in Wah. And he says, I am not a self-proclaimed number one fanboy for war. That title was handed to me by others. <laughs> <laughs> With a smiley face. And it's been revoked. <laughs> he said, he continues, I don't think this is a transition from hype to reality or any of that nonsense. War flat out missed the mark in progression and instanced versus non-instanced content. The game doesn't feel massive in the least. All the great and rightly hyped portions of war are in the backseat in favor of stupid instanced scenario grinding. It's a simple fact. Mythic hit the 95% of the MMO nail on the head, but the Five percent they missed was probably the worst five percent they could have missed, outside of a complete technical collapse of the game. But what's interesting is there are some people who have never been on the Warhammer fight, go fight, win, cheer team, 
bandwagon. I told you so. And so the other half of this blog hysteria are the people who are gloating and saying, oh, I'm glad I didn't waste 50 bucks on this. And, you know, right. This can go back as far as an old post from Brent over on Virgin Worlds who said, yeah, you know, don't really care about Warhammer. I'm just going to keep playing Age of Conan. I'm not sure if he's still doing that or not. He always says he is with his Yeah, I'm not sure Mac. what his current... His current uh, playing habits are. But a lot of people have reference back to that, in addition to other posts in this blog, Osteria. Going kind of told you so. See you later. But you know, it's like, I kind of feel like, you know, I did that with Tabula Rasa, right? I was like, you guys go right ahead. Knock yourselves out. You know, to anybody who was going to play it. I was like, I'm not buying it. You know, I just... And now I, like, wonder, what did I miss out on? <laughs> because there was a lot of genuine excitement. People were making movies yeah. about it. You know, not m- movies, but, you know, like, um, in-game right. fraps type going stuff. Out in space. Doing guides for it. People were excited. You know, there was a lot of hype, and, and, and there were a lot of people that enjoyed the experience that I never really... You know, I just did the beta, and I didn't play very much of it. And, you know, it's like, will Brent wonder, you know... When the first expansion for Warhammer comes out, like if he should have maybe given it a try, you know, actually purchased it and experienced it. Because there's nothing like the experience you have when the game initially launches and you're part of that community that's playing the game. Mm-hmm. Because there's all those people in the same place that you're in with the same questions like, where the hell does this quest go? Because, you know, at that uh-huh. point in time, it may not be documented on some third party site with lots and lots of advertising you know, and it's it's like a it's like you it's like it's like a rite of passage or a shared experience that you you kind of have like a brotherhood with, right? It's like, oh yeah, I was in you know Warhammer in week one, you know, I was there in the trenches, or I was there doing the the WoW launch with all the cues, or you know something like that. Yeah, you, you can never go back and recapture that if you if if you sign up, you know, four months after launch of a game, it's those early zones are going to be virtually empty. And it'll take you quite some time to catch up with people. So, you know, if you're if you're really into MMOs and it's it's one of your favorite genres, is it really that bad to jump in and and try something out when it launches, as mm-hmm. opposed to sitting on the sidelines and then saying, "Ah, oh, I predicted this one would suck." Ha ha! Mm-hmm. I'm so smart because that's how I feel about Tabula Rasa. I still feel like I missed out on something. Well, is there really just a a growing? Is this just? symptomatic of World of Warcraft being, as one blogger pointed out, that was their first experience for so many people. they got their cherry popped. Yeah, and now they keep looking for the next fix that has that virginal, never had it before experience. Yeah, Sinkane has some points to this. He says the major problem in the post-World of Warcraft MMO world is that any new MMO that comes along grabs the attention of bored World of Warcraft players uh, this rather large group jumps into a new MMO on day one with the hope that they will get something new, yet at the same time expecting it to play exactly like World of Warcraft. They take issue if the bind keys are different, if the mini-map is in the wrong spot, or if combat or leveling <laughs> is slower If all the chat commands faster. are different, like in Age of Conan, mm-hmm. which they uh, eventually changed to match WoW exactly. Uh, far, for far too many of these people, they don't actually want anything but World of Warcraft. They just want more of it. And so any new MMO is flooded with these players who soon realize that the new MMO is in fact not World of Warcraft, and rather than adapt 
to the new environment. They try to force World of Warcraft-like gameplay into it, and once that's no longer an option, it's time to quit and return to familiar grounds. And even someone from Blizzard, Blizzard's Mike Morheim, has gloated over this fact, recently citing that of the yeah, people that's, yeah, who, that's right. uh, the who Hotel left California. World of Warcraft for Age of Conan, 68% have returned. And those who have left World of Warcraft for Warhammer, 46% of those people have all come back. You can check in anytime you like, but you can never leave, bitches. And those numbers are probably as low as they are because the the big thing is they're going to wait till the Wrath of the Lich King launches before they resubscribe. Yeah, you know, that's my really big question is, would everybody be so quick to do this dismissal? And the same with Age of Conan. If Warhammer wasn't right after Age of Conan, and if Wrath of the Lich King wasn't right after Warhammer, would people be like so quick to just dismiss this? If World of Warcraft didn't have something I think new coming it, it out, it may go a little bit deeper than that. I think, and, and oddly enough, Keenan Grave, the one of the guys, the the blogs that I we've railed against in the past, has probably one of the they, they touch on just the beginnings of some of the problems. I think with not so much the games that are coming out like Age of that have come out like Age of Conan and Warhammer mm-hmm. and whatever, but with the players in general. You know, they they start to and, and I think some players are starting to they're starting to blame the player. Not well, the game. Wasn't that like Brent's point a long time ago when he said that you get caught up in the you get caught up in the MMO genre as a game as opposed to the actual games themselves. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's and, the and so so on, on Keenan Graves' site, they say, we're starting to pay the price for the genre turning into a casual-friendly, solo-friendly, mass-appeal market. This is what happens when a lot of people make the concept of not needing to interact with others popular. I want the next generation of MMOs to return to Vanguard's sense of world. I don't know that I necessarily agree with the Vanguard reference. <laughs> mm, Vanguard, the highest of the high. Uh, I want the adventure, <laughs> the investment, the immersion, the interaction, the community, and all the other benefits that come from an immersive role-playing game. Games are fun, but MMOs have proven that they could be more than just games, and I want to experience that again. And this, this brief little paragraph... This little statement that that Keenan Grav um, on on their site posted is pretty close to what I'm I'm starting to get at as far as my my playing style goes. I, I think players have forgot how how these games need to be played, and they forgot. And you know, it's not necessarily it, it's not their fault. It's it's they've been programmed now. Players have been programmed to think that okay, I need to level up in order to enjoy... I have to go to the ma- the end game, right? Yeah, I have to get exactly. to the end game yep. right off the bat. It's all about dinging. It's all about dinging to the next level. It's all about finding that quickest path to to getting there. It's not about the journey. It's not about just... Expo- it's not about exploring anymore. It's not about smelling the roses. It's all about, it's all about achievement. Achievement is the is the main focus the of these games game. anymore. It, and, and it shows in the, in the Tome of Knowledge. It shows in, achievement in World, systems. World of Warcraft's new achievement system where, you know, you do all these things and you get little achievements for them. Uh, it's funny. It feels like MMOs, which were kind of 
a genre that were pretty far removed from old school arcade games from the 80s or swinging back to that. Where you, you might remember if you've gamed a long time that games in the 80s, if there were certain ones, I think Activision ones, you could purchase a game from Activision on Atari. And if you got a certain high score, they'd send you a badge or like like a little Boy Scout badge oh, yeah, that you yeah. <laughs> iron on to your jacket. Right. Yeah, I was, do remember that. Old school games in their simplicity were so much more focused on achievement because there wasn't much to them. So it was all about getting the high score, right, getting the record, exactly. getting in the top 10. And MMOs have never been about that. At well, least no, they didn't see, they start out now. like. But now they have become that. They have become just checkboxes that you're going through and, and catering yep, to that, the OCD personality more than you anything. Know, people, people, you know, they're, one of the main gripes, and I, I stated this before, a lot of people are griping about how, you know, well, the most efficient way to, to level up in Warhammer is to grind scenarios all day long. Or, or if you're in World of Warcraft, the... the fastest way used to be to uh, still is to grind battlegrounds all day long to build up honor sure yeah and you know yeah what's the fun in that there is no fun in that you know but what's the fun in in trying to just level up all the time either you know back in the days of ultima online there there were no levels there were skills that you leveled up yeah and the world was basically just yours to and, mold and your your however you your achievement to. was the story you told with your character that's yeah. right and 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 plus the social interactions that you which had which was a part of the story right um yeah all these achievements and, you know, and the funny metrics. thing is though the funny thing is and I, i'm i'm going to say this is that games like world of warcraft and warhammer yeah while they try to you know guide you through this level progression to get to the quote-unquote end game that's all well and good but they still have elements in them that allow you to go ahead and just explore right or socialize or do whatever i mean i would challenge anybody to just not worry about trying to get to the end game so fast in these games now and and just focus on having fun if you see a fucking mountain in the distance... See what's there. Try to fucking climb it. Yeah, play it like Oblivion. Seriously, right? try to try to go somewhere where you don't think you should be... Right. ...and try to do it. You know, try to go through this dungeon. I mean, I'm sure that there might be a dungeon out there that involves some quests. Well, you're going to probably... You might encounter some dungeon before there's any quests involved. Why not just go through the dungeon itself? Not worry about whether you got the quest for it or not, fucking clear out the whole dungeon. But I need this Spelunker badge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it's all, that's the problem. It's Remember all about... that from City of Heroes? How, mm-hmm. like, the, that was, like, yeah, so mind-numbing, the, like, constant, I've got the, you have to grind got the quest to get, for the Spelunker. You have to go, yeah, because you need that particular achievement. Right. You know, and, and that's, that's where these games have fucked up big time is they, they've forced the players into this achievement mindset it totally takes them out of the world and it takes them out of the world these games all have these elements in them where you can just play them without having to worry about whether or not you get to a particular level you can play them however the fuck you want and and i think i, I don't know it was weird i hadn't i had this epiphany the other the other night when i was playing where I, all I did was I just went exploring for a bit. And I didn't care that I was leveling up. I didn't care that I 
you know, wasn't gaining any experience from what I was doing. I was just trying shit for the sake of trying it. And I think a lot of players are starting to lose sight of that. I think a lot of game developers have lost sight of that fact, too, where where the exploration and the socializing part are actually the more important parts than the than the uh, achievement part. Yeah. And it all comes down to, uh, you know, building a community and, and making them feel like they're a part of it. And, and, and it's not necessarily totally the, the developer's fault because you can still do these things in Warhammer or World of Warcraft. You can still, just for the fuck of it, go you know, climb the highest mountain. If you think you can try to climb it any possible way you can, you can do that. You know, you can, you can go, you can go into this unexplored area and (laughs) try to, you can just take a group of people and try to slaughter innocent civilians for the fuck of it. If you wanted to own all the low level NPCs. Yeah. You know, why not? Why not? There, there there's so many different ways to have fun in the game, but people have lost sight of that. Because they're so focused on this. Achievement well, they're waiting to be thing. told what to do. They don't want to be creative or use their imagination. They're just well, like player, the, the players have said that they don't. They, you know, they they don't want that. They players have have shown the developers how they want to play, yeah. and so developers have now taken everything that they've learned from the players and mm-hmm. they've said, "Okay, it. we're just going to let you do this." It's like taking a giant labyrinth that has all these different paths and areas in it and then building a single straight path right through the middle of it. (laughs) And everybody's just going from point A to point B, the shortest path through the labyrinth and not bothering to explore any of the side routes. My my challenge to to you, the listeners, to the blogosphere is to learn how to have fun again. Well, not Regardless as... of which game you're playing, if you're playing, if you're if you're playing Age of Conan, it, I don't know why, <laughs> but if you're playing Age of Conan and you're not suffering crashes, then why are you so concerned about leveling up when you can be doing all sorts of other crazy shit in the game? You know, try to break try to break the game. Try try to do something that. You know, nobody else has done before. I do feel like there's two MMOs, and this is purely speculative, and totally contribute, contributing to the the hype machine that I I feel could offer the potential to get people to be more explorative or, or do something different. And incidentally, they're both of the Star games, both Star Trek Online, where it has you working with a, a crew on your ship and having a whole ship and then also going down to the planet to do yeah. away missions, having very different space type of combat. The ordinary rule set, the ordinary paths right now in my mind don't seem to just be able to simply overlay on those. And the other thing for Star Wars, while we don't know a lot about the Old Republic, their mission, their pledge to try to make the story something that's truly dynamic and twisty based on decisions that you make and something that you can't reverse like you could in the Knights of the Old Republic by saving and then restarting. Oh, right. That's so exciting because I think one blogger, the Ardwolf Slayer, had one other sentence that I felt sums up an issue that for a lot of gamers who love single-player games, that they something that they don't like about MMOs. And, and it, it really ties into what you just said, 
but th- they don't see the forest for the trees and they feel, to quote Ardwolf's, Ardwolf's Lair, it's not my story, it's somebody at Mythics. And they feel like once they've seen enough of that story, they can figure out or imagine what the rest of it's like. And they don't want to go any further than they don't care because they don't think that they, they think that they're on a, a tour guides trip. Oh, the, the on world. rails argument. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But that's because like you said, like we've been talking about that they're so obsessed with achieving this, that or the other level grinding and dinging all other stuff. And it's a shame. Yeah. You've been programmed. You must unlearn what you have learned. And that's why what we're seeing here is the continual cycle of death and rebirth. And MMO <laughs> gamers is like they play the latest and greatest game full of hype and they they last, what, two months? Yeah. Before they burn out. They utterly slam the game, rake it over the coals. And then feel they start disillusioned. Their brand new blogs branded with the new hype game <laughs> so it's like these people with the wah blog and the greenskin blog are they going to shut those blogs down and then make the star trek blog or the free realms or the vulcan examiner or something yeah I don't know. exactly you know it could be and, it, and it, this is the same stuff that used to happen before the blog of sphere and the awareness of the blogosphere started to you know grow the awareness the awareness before they became sentient before it became sentient and destroyed tokyo damn it but um it was it was on the forums it was where people would start posting on the forums and before the game launched they'd be posting about how excited they were about the game and then the game would be launching and they'd post about how excited they were to be playing the game and they'd they'd go crazy and write guides and spend way more time out of the game talking about the game and worrying about the game and freaking out about the game (laughs) than actually playing the freaking game you know and yet at the end of the day they didn't know anything about what was going on about the game the people that were actually playing the game and were in the game and that you were communicating with in the game were the ones who knew what was going on and it's and i'm not saying that everybody that's writing blogs knows nothing about the games they're they're blogging about. I'm just saying that if you talk to the guys that are actually enjoying the game because they're playing it all the time, they probably have a slightly different perspective than these folks do. And it's exactly what we saw with the forums. It's just now there's a different device for getting the message out, which is the, you know, blogs and blogosphere. And I don't know. I've I've seen it happen since Ultima Online and Asheron's Call. And, you know, it's just... Never quest. Time. Yes, this cycle. I, I guess with muds, I never even knew there was maybe an accompanying forum, you know, about the mud. And <laughs> according to Bartle, there no longer is. Yeah. <laughs> but well, I guess we could wrap this yeah, up. Yeah, actually, I was going to ask oh. something about that. So, despite all of this doom and gloom, you, Mark, and Jason are still sticking with Warhammer. Are yeah, I trudge on. I'm excited about well, my new character. I don't consider it trudging on. I'm you're just, enjoying yourself. I'm gonna play it the way that's I'm why gonna I'm going to insult it. is is because I'm still and that and that's I how I've been playing your, lately. I just I play these will. games and I don't I don't follow by their rules. I don't follow by the rules set by by the developers. I try to do shit that you know whatever I whatever I feel like essentially, and that's why I'm having fun. Now, I, I just, I, I think I got into that mindset when I was playing World of Warcraft for a while there, where, yeah. you know, I had to get everything done, I had to, you know, keep leveling up all the time, and had to keep, you know, grinding for that extra bit of gold that I might need, or whatever, I, I don't play that way anymore, I play, 
I play a totally different way now, and I think I'm a happier gamer because of <laughs> I'm it. I'm more well-adjusted, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but don't don't get me wrong. I'm still going to get pissed off at some stupid fucking little thing that happens during the game because it drives me insane. But, you know, I, I just think that... I, I think something has been lost in the translation when, when they had the original ideas for these kind of games... And now it's become something that it's <laughs> yeah. just become something that nobody is starting to enjoy anymore. And then they're not, they're not going to find that holy grail in the next MMO, whatever that next big time MMO comes out to be, whether it be you know Star Trek Online or Star Wars, you know even if the Blizzard new Star Wars it? game, even if you know even if Blizzard comes out with a new game, it's not going to be that holy grail. Nope. You know until players start to realize that they need to start playing these games like like we used to back when Ultima Online and Ashran's Call were out. You know, they're never going to be happy again. Well, some people, <laughs> I guess. Some people are terribly unhappy. Others just continue to play the game and enjoy themselves, socialize, explore. So if there are any listeners that we have who are playing Warhammer and are enjoying it or are looking for perhaps more enjoyment, and aren't in a guild, which is probably very few. Aren't in. If you're join really our guild it. that we're going to be making soon, and maybe we will help band together as Imagineers. We will free thinkers. Mixologists. Or I guess that's in. And we shall create our own destiny and fate. We will forge a new path. Or some... And then if you get into the Leech King, Will Mark will be over there. Yeah, I'll be over there, too. <laughs> fighting a war on two fronts. The world of Warcraft and the... And the, <laughs> and the world of Warhammer. And the world of Warhammer. And for our next twig topic, <laughs> <laughs> no, just no sorry, more topics. Listeners. We're all uh, we're fresh out of topics. We are, which may be a relief for you, or it may be a disappointment. <laughs> Please feel free to send us an email. Send us an email or a Skype voicemail. You can send the emails and MP3s of yourself to mail at channelmassive.com, or you can leave a voicemail M-A-I-L. at Skype channel.massive.skype sorry Channel.massive.skype. jason's sultry, sultry voice totally distracted me oh yeah <laughs> sounded like 60 girl 88 or leave us a comment on our website we will have a new what do you mean i sound like 60 girl 88 mark <laughs> we will have a new massive mess of an opinion question for next week's episode and people who participate in that and give us great comments you may be eligible to have a free shirt from SplitReason.com, who has really killer gamer fashion stuff. If you're disenchanted with Warhammer, or if you're really liking it, send us your thoughts about it. I'd really like to hear what else other people think. If these people in the blogosphere are isolated, or if some of our listeners feel the same way, because it's cool that you guys are cool with it. The the hosts here, Merck and Jason, but elsewhere. I hate it. I've changed my mind in the last five yeah. seconds. <laughs> Me too. Well, according I'm to some of our listeners, we don't like any games and we hate all of them. But yeah, yeah. That's... I think this is a relatively pro Warhammer discussion, and I'd like to see if our listeners feel the same way. 
Otherwise, we will be back. And make sure to get in your submissions, as Jason said, before... 8 p.m. On next Thursday. Right. 13th. Thursday the 13th. Dun, dun, That's dun. when we'll, we'll be back recording episode 67. Until then, Alfie Dressing. <laughs>